What's up, guys, and welcome back to Audibles. It is January 28th, and we are currently looking at our NFL Conference Championships between the Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, LA Rams. Um, today, we're just going to recap on what happened last week, our uh, tremendously horrible picks on UFC. <laughs> yeah, they didn't go so hot. Um, and the fights did not go the way we expected, especially the Ngannou fight. I mean... You thought that was yeah. going to be a banger and end early, but that thing went all the way to the fifth or, yeah, or the I don't final think decision. Anybody expected that. Uh, did you catch any news on that? No. So we'll start with uh, recapping that fight card. Right. Um, let's start off with the Michael Morales and Trevin Giles fight. How about you start with that? Because I trusted you, Jared. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I was so I was so confident in Trevin Giles. And freaking Michael Morales just came out there and KO'd on the first round. Did not see that coming at all. I but thought hey, Trevor uh, Giles had such a good matchup with him. At least that's now the, we got a prospect. We got somebody to keep that's our That's the issue on. With, with fights, though. Yeah, everybody's got that puncher's chance. Come out there, hit, get that <laughs> nice little clean hit. Ruin your hopes and dreams. Yeah, that, that fight really benefited Michael Morales, especially since it um, got bumped up to the main card, so a lot more mm. of eyes were on it. Yeah, and he's uh, the second fighter out of Ecuador, uh, right below uh, Chito Vera. So, you know, it looks like Ecuador's coming up with some fighters, so that's good for them as well. Yeah, so he should be, um, if he can keep winning, he'll be moving up the ranks in the um, uh, welterweight class. Who's that second fight you had? Was it uh oh the Fialo fight? Fialo and Perea. Fialo and Perea. Um I know you thought Fialo was gonna come out and win that one, but Perea looked pretty tough in that fight. Yeah, see uh Fialo came out, he came out strong in the first round, solid boxing, he was catching Perea a lot. Uh Perea adjusted in the second round, came back and started, you know, basically picking him apart, just striking striking a lot smarter in the second round. He was fighting off his back foot, but I mean, he looked he looked pretty good in that fight. He was still taking shots, and uh, Fiala was receiving shots as well. But like I said, Fiala came out just one dimensional. It was you know it's hard for him to win the fight coming out with just hands. So we we both botched the Trevin Giles fight. I was on the side of Michelle. You were on Fiala on that one. So yeah, I came out. The winner on that one, but uh, this other fight you had you won uh, the Cody Stallman and um, Saeed. Yeah, I told well, you, man. That was the one I couldn't remember his name. I was like, you were all week. He was on Stallman, showing us all kinds of links and he articles. Like, no, Stallman's got a chance. I, I really know, like I mean, Stallman. And then some people, people in Stallman's camp, was like, he's more ready for this fight than ever. Yeah, but I think it's he, his own camp, though. I think yeah. he's going to be out training Saeed, but Saeed just came out there and got performance of the night and submitted him. Looked nasty. Yeah, he looked he looked very good in the stand up, very crisp, strong. And then as soon as um, Stamen went in for the takedown, he left his neck wide open. Norman Nagamedov uh, capitalized on that and took him out of there first round. And then as far as the fight of the night goes, uh, the Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo. Oh yeah. We all thought Moreno was going to come out and win that one. Um, but Figueredo looked good. But after looking at the results. I wasn't convinced, I mean, though. I still wasn't I convinced. wasn't either. I thought Moreno, out. he did outstrike him 106 to 95. And then when it came to significant strikes, he had 105 to Figueredo's 86. 
Yeah, I think what really stood out was those knockdowns. You know, Figueredo has that power to be able to knock out a lot of those flyweights, and he showed that there by, you know, knocking Moreno on his ass. But ultimately, Moreno did stun Figueredo a lot throughout the fight. It just it didn't look as convincing as the knockdowns he had against Moreno. And Figueredo tried to take down. It looked like every single hit was knocking him down, though. <laughs> Figueredo tried to take down Moreno 11 times and only got two um, successful takedowns. So Moreno really showed his takedown defense in that fight. Yeah. And he got one out of two takedowns. If he, if he could have came out and got more takedowns, he might have won that fight. Well, now we got a fourth fight to look forward to. Now the the scoreboard is a one and one yes. with the draw at the beginning. So we got the It's looking that sure. way that they'll probably be on a main they'll probably be the uh main event in the next card, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much it sells. And then what do you got for the final fight? <laughs> I'm thinking like a I'm thinking that might be like a fight night deal on ESPN plus or fight something. Night. You think they're pay per view material? Yeah, they were before. They were twice. All right. <laughs> I mean it's pay-per-view. I mean, they're going to sell $75 sell now. Shit, $75 now. They're going to throw, throw them under someone else or above someone else with titles. So they're going to make it worthwhile. And then this next fight, we did not see going this way at all. We thought it was going to end probably within the first three rounds at least. Um, but the Francis Ngannou and Cyril gone going all the way to decision. I've seen what the memes of uh, Usman training with the uh, with Francis Ngannou and it said Ngannou turned into Usman and Usman turned into Ngannou. <laughs> he started he started wrestling instead of knocking people out and Usman started knocking people out instead of wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like Ngannou is just being really careful and trying to get that yeah. win at the end of the day. Yeah, because once he, he got did. an octagon, yeah. you know, they they appear to be like around the same size. I thought Ngannou was going to over, you know, have the advantage on them as far as weight and uh, in height, but they they look pretty close in size in there. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the uh, slugfest I thought it was going to be, but it's because we jinxed it on the last podcast, saying that hopefully it doesn't turn out to be another Ngannou Lewis fight and ended up being something similar, very similar to that one. So I think what happened was the um well, I'm obviously it affected it, but Ngannou went in with the injury uh, on one of his knees. That's why he wore the uh, the knee braces. Um, so we got the, you know, the impression that he was going to wrestle, which he did, obviously, but he went in there with the injured knee and I think he's, he's having surgery on it now. It's probably going to be out for most of the year. Yeah. So I think he'll do another interim heavyweight until Angana comes and fights him. <laughs> I don't, I don't They'll know. do it again. I don't know. They might. Honestly, I mean, they might. There's been those, how long he's out, right? Yeah. There's been those talks of John Jones fighting the winner of that fight, but. Who knows if that's going to happen? I've I've heard John Jones and uh, Stipe maybe, but well, yeah, we'll kind of have to wait to see see what happens with the heavyweight division. I mean, we'll see uh, with uh, Derek Lewis and Taitui Vasa. They're going to be coming up pretty soon. I think they're on that pay per view card, uh, the Adesanya Whitaker card, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, you talking yeah. about the Lewis and Toy Vasa? Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't remember. Don't remember think they're on that card. Card or no. no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, that's a. That's one of the fights that are moving uh, the heavyweight division along. But other than that, there's there's not too much going on. Or actually, we got a uh, uh, Volkov and uh, Aspinall. They're going to be fighting soon as well. 
So we got that on top of the Tui Vasa fight, and then we'll see what happens with John Jones if he decides to come back this year. If not, then we still got Stipe in there. I'm pretty sure he's wanting to make a comeback as well. And if John Jones decides to come back as a heavyweight, that's another thing. He may just stick with that light heavyweight class. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. But Not he's much been, competition in light heavyweight right yeah, now. Yeah, he's right? been wanting. He's think. been calling out a lot of heavyweights. So yeah, he's he's got to show up in heavyweight at least for a couple of fights. I mean, what's he gonna do for a big name fight in light heavyweight? Go and fight Blakovich. I mean, there's casual UFC fans out there that still don't even know who Blakovich is. Either to share, he could. Come back fight to share after the Proshka fight. Actually, I'm not sure if that fight's still going on. I think one of them pulled out, but I have to I have to go back and double check. I haven't looked at any notes, but but yeah, there's there's a little bit of movement happening there, but not nothing crazy. All right, let's um look at this NFL divisional round from last week. We had a few uh, bets on that one. Those are some crazy games. They all. Uh, Three of them came down to a field goal, game-winning field goal, and then mm-hmm. we had that overtime shootout with the Bills and the Chiefs. And a lot of people want that overtime rule changed after that fight. I don't know. <laughs> they both knew the rules going into it. The Bills had 13 seconds to stop Pat Mahomes, and they I mean, couldn't do it. That itself has got it. I mean, that's its own conversation. Us as fans, we're more – entertained by the offense nobody no fan likes watching defense it doesn't matter i mean you can be a rams fan and have aaron donald and jalen ramsey there you don't like watching your defense on the field you want to watch matthew stafford throw it to cooper cup so fans are upset at the rule they're upset that they didn't get to see josh allen but the narrative that the bills didn't have a chance to win that game is just absurd you have 11 guys on the defensive side getting paid millions of dollars whose job it is to stop the offense. Uh, Josh Allen went down the field, scored a go-ahead touchdown. Y'all were up by three points with 13 seconds left. I don't care if they had all three timeouts. You can set that dream scenario up in Madden. I can play the number one Madden player in the world with the Bills defense. They have the Chiefs offense, and they'll never score on me with three, three timeouts. It'll never happen. I don't know how that defense – let it happen, but you have, like I said, 11 guys on defense getting paid millions of dollars. You had a chance to win the game in those 13 seconds and in overtime, and you couldn't do it. You let your team down. I guess um, the moral of that story is make sure there's zero seconds left on the clock. Do not give Pat Mahomes any time whatsoever. Yeah. But moving on to that um, – Bengals Titans game. I went in with the Titans minus three and a half, I believe, and I Garrett had the Bengals winning that one. Jared lost my money. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry coming back. I mean, I was hyped up about Derrick Henry coming back. I thought he was going to run all over them. No, I wasn't worried about it. Yeah, five metal plates in your foot. First game back, I'm worried that he came back too early. But I'm definitely and it's placing still Ryan the, Tannehill. Yeah, I'm definitely placing the blame on that game on Ryan Tannehill. First pass of the game pick, first pass of the second half pick, and then the last um, pass of the game pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when you got a quarterback that has that kind of firepower to throw two on offense and you have Derrick Henry in the backfield and you can't get it done. I mean, 
and you have a defense that gets you nine sacks on Joe Burrow, uh, you you ruined it for yourself. Yep, and that one came down to that game-winning field goal by the boy from Florida, McPherson. Did y'all see the uh, the little post-game press conference with Joe Burrow talking about McPherson, the kicker, on the way out no. for the game winner? Uh-uh. It's, it was something like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact words, but uh, he was talking about the kicker going out there for the game winner. And uh, he was like, yeah, I got so much respect for that kicker, man. I mean, right when we got him set up for that game winning field goal, right before he went out onto the field, he kind of just shrugged his shoulders and took a deep breath and was like, ah, looks like we're going to the AFC championship, boys. And then went out there and kicked the game winning game winning kick. I think that was pretty funny. Got the confidence for sure. And then this other game came down to a field goal. I can't believe it. Um, 49ers are moving on to the conference championship against the Rams. I really thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, a lot of people. They just did that. not look good. They had the opportunities, but couldn't couldn't score. Didn't matter that they had the bye week. Didn't matter that they were at home. I don't know what it is with the 49ers, but it just seems like Aaron Rodgers just has something about the 49ers. He just can't beat them. Yeah, the I should have looked at the history there and uh, saw that 49ers dominate Green Bay in the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to go based off of history, it's not boding well for the NFC Championship, man. Well, I, I, I think it's uh, pretty tough to beat – a team three times in one season. I don't think the Rams are going to let it happen again. I think they built this team to win the Super Bowl this year. And mm-hmm. they were they almost blew it to Tom Brady, but they were resilient and had an amazing ending drive to the game and also won that game by a field goal. How do you let the most targeted guy who Stafford looks for almost every single play get behind your secondary on the know. I saw a lot of people complaining that the Bucks didn't do a prevent defense there, but you just can't do that when all they need is a field goal to win. Yep. They'll just take those nice little chunk plays to get down the field and they'll, get, they'll do it that way. It definitely Especially shouldn't have been a – they had timeouts left, right? Yeah, I think they had one, but it definitely shouldn't have been a one-on-one situation with Cooper Cup there. But I was glad to see it happen. I know a lot of Bucks fans were let down because they, they thought they had it in the bag when Tom Brady was coming back. Hmm. Well, now I mean, there's a possibility of him retiring. It might be the end of the little short Bucks, little dynasty, if you want to call it that, little overpowered <laughs> mutt team, whatever you want to call it. He's going to start a – Might be the end of that already. He's going to start doing a his little of, real estate spiel over here. He's already doing that right here in Tampa. I mean, yeah, there's rumors already swirling about Aaron Rodgers making his way down to Tampa. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the Bucks will be the new retirement um, team for quarterbacks. I don't think Brady's done, though. I think he's he's still got some left in him, obviously, because he had one of the best years of his career this year. If he does come back, I think it's for one more year. I mean, we – think we've discussed in some of our older videos that his wife's already come out and uh, voiced her displeasure of him still playing. She wants him to be retired. He's had plenty of his, wanted to, had 
plenty of success in the uh, in the league and ready time time for him to come home and spend time with family and all that good stuff. So. She used that word displeasure. Yeah, why not? Thomas, I'm not satisfied with what you're doing in football. <laughs> you're doing this shit too long. Oops. <laughs> who you all right, uh, so who let's you got uh, for these uh, these lines on here. You want to take the money line or are you checking the uh, spread? Well, I like the Chiefs to win by a I know I shouldn't probably bet against the Bengals again after betting against them last week, but I like the Chiefs to win by at least a touchdown. Right now they're set at seven and a half um spread, so I would buy that extra point to get it down to six and a half. Um, I mean, seven and a half is a lot of points, especially in a conference championship. But I do think they can win it by a touchdown, and I would buy that extra point. Do you, are you rolling with the Bengals, Garrett, or who do you like? I mean, the Bengals did just beat the Chiefs, but that was also uh, the Chiefs are on the road and without Travis Kelsey. Um, now they're getting Travis Kelsey back, and they're playing at home. After coming off of a huge win against the Bills, um, I think the Chiefs are going to be rolling that momentum and they'll take this one and head to the Super Bowl again. And I think I definitely like the over in this one at 54 and a half. Seeing the game last week, I think, I and seeing the game that the Bengals and Chiefs just played against each other, um, I think you got to take the over in this one at 54 and a half. I definitely like the over. Definitely like the over, and uh, it looks like Tyron Matthew. I, I don't know. I haven't seen any reports on him yet, but he's was still in concussion protocol last that I saw him. He took kind of a nasty hit in the in the Bills game that knocked him out. If he doesn't make it back for this game, or even if they decide to sit him and say think that they can try to win without him and get to the Super Bowl with him healthy, I definitely would like the over in that one. The last game they saw each other, there were sixty five points scored. <laughs> If Tyran Matthews out, you gotta you gotta like uh, Jamar Chase again. Mm-hmm. What about the Forty uh, ers and Rams? The for, the Rams, you know, I gotta gotta go with the boys. So you're going um, with the 49ers? I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the money line on that because I think it could come down to a field goal. Um, minus one eighty is not bad value on that. I know a lot of people like San Francisco because. Last time the Rams played them um, at home in the Rams stadium, um, it was a sea of red. The Rams are trying to prevent that from happening in this playoff game, which I kind of – I don't, I didn't like it, but they were only selling tickets nah, to people in the L.A. area. Nah, that's terrible. That's, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Can't do that, but whatever. But it's not I mean, my that stadium. Just, they do what they want. That just shows you the 49ers fans are so passionate about their team. They'll travel. Obviously, it's only 50 minutes to travel for them there, but I just don't. That shows you the Rams just haven't been able to draw that big of a crowd. Well, it doesn't matter if they're in St. Louis or LA. They just can't get people to show up to their games, even if they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl's in L.A., so I think it's going to be set up just like the storyline was when the Bucks played in their home stadium. I think a lot of people want to see the Rams play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Um, and I'm rolling with Matt Stafford. He looked pretty damn confident on that last drive of the Bucks game. Um, he, 
that's the guy you want to uh, lead you. This meeting has been upgraded. Wait, what did you say? It's the same thing that popped up last time. I'm saying this meeting has been upgraded. Oh, mine's still going. But I mean, if you want to take the chance, and especially if you're a 49ers fan, um, plus 150 on the money line doesn't look bad. You might want to sprinkle some of that in there. Why you got to update me, Jared? I see it on my screen, too. You ain't got to read it off. Just want to make sure you didn't click something wrong. I already did, like, last month, so I'm paying for it now. But um, And so the, the over-under set at 45 and a half. I think, I think it might be an under game. Mm. Two tough defenses. Um, Obviously, the 49ers only scored, what, 13 last week. The Rams put up a lot, uh, about 30 points. They're in a really bad weather, really bad weather game when they played in Green Bay, though. I don't think the weather's going to be that bad out in that. Out in LA, and uh, I mean, I just based off the defenses, probably take the over, but I think I'm gonna ride with the Rams in this one as well. I mean, Sean McVay is 0 and 6 versus Kyle Shanahan, but I think he's gonna finally get his first win against him this week. Gotta have that bounce back game sometime, and no better time than the conference championship. Hmm. I'm gonna look at a couple of plays here that. I like on FanDuel. Um, as far as quarterback goes, I think this week you have to roll with Mahomes at 8,800. Um, Joe Burrow looks like he's been regressing in the playoffs after that 34 and 38 point game. He scored 17 against Las Vegas and 13 against Tennessee. So, I mean, he did put up a lot of numbers last time he saw Kansas City, but I think. And this, with only four quarterbacks to choose from, you have to go with Patrick Mahomes, who looks like he's excelling in the playoffs. He scored 38 uh, against Pittsburgh and 40 against Buffalo. And and coming into that game, Buffalo was no slouch on defense. I don't know why they allowed so many points, but they were they were the number one defense coming into that game. Oh, they still. They let their team down at the end of that one. I think but, you can ride with uh, Joe Burrow and uh, FanDuel this week, though. I mean, especially if you're betting on taking the over. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say you'd take the over and not take uh, Joe Burrow, especially if you want to save a little bit in your salary. Uh, I yeah. do agree with um, paying up for uh, Patrick Mahomes this week, though, and then I'd definitely pair him with uh, Travis Kelsey. Bengals have been one of the worst defenses against tight ends all year. So might as well go with one of the best tight ends that's ever played the game with the most expensive quarterback on the slate. And I think I'd go with uh, one of Mahomes' cheaper wide receivers with Byron Pringle at 5,700. Scored a touchdown last week. Seems like he's been getting targeted more. He got targeted seven times against Buffalo and seven times against Pittsburgh. He got two touchdowns against against Pittsburgh and one against Buffalo. So he's scoring touchdowns in the playoffs. So I think he's a nice cheap wide receiver to um, pair up with Mahomes. As far as running back goes, there's not a lot to choose from. You got Cam Akers at 6,200, but he didn't look too great against the Bucks. 
Um, the Bucks are one of the top run defenses in the league, though. I, they, I wouldn't mind riding Cam Akers. They are, and he, he could be poised for a bounce back game. San Francisco's got the number four defense and tenth ranked rush defense, so that's still a tough matchup. But um, yeah, but like is, you said, there's not much not much running backs to choose from. Though I'd probably yeah. ride with somebody like Cam Akers. I think he's around like sixty two hundred. Yeah, the and, only uh, two under Cam Akers is going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Sony Michelle. At, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is coming in at fifty seven hundred, and Michelle is coming in at fifty three. But um, Michelle didn't get any work last week. He only got one rushing attempt for four yards and two um, targets with two receptions for negative four yards. So definitely can't trust uh, Michelle there. I think uh, this is a two. I think this lineup needs to have two running backs, and on the flex spot, you go elsewhere. I'd probably ride Acres and Clyde Edwards-Lair and then pay up at wide receiver. I'm already paying up at tight end, like I said, this week, so I'd probably just go cheap on my running backs. Yeah, I may do Acres and Hilaire, or I, I might look at a lot. Eli Mitchell at 7,000. Um, first game, he's – he was against the Rams. He got 91 rushing yards. Second game against the Rams, he got 85. Um, so he may be a good option. He's in that mid-range at 7,000. Then right after him is Joe Mixon at 8,200. So there's quite a gap there as far as salary goes. Jarek McKinnon's an interesting one for GPPs at 6,200. Um Looks like they're getting him pretty involved in that defense or that uh, offense. Um, Against Pittsburgh, he had 12 rushing attempts. And against Buffalo, he had 10. And he saw seven targets against Buffalo and six against Pittsburgh. So he had a game against Pittsburgh where he scored 23 fantasy points. And then Buffalo, he scored 10. So he might be a nice option at 6,200. So I may go... I may f- honestly, I was thinking of fading Cam Akers this week and going with, uh, with McKinnon. He'd, he'd be a cap saving pick. It's not like I mean, he's the same price as McKinnon. Yeah. At wide receiver, you think you should go uh, one of the big boys, Cooper Cup, Debo, Hill, or Chase? Uh, I mean, we already just, we already said that we like Chase this week. Uh, I'm already taking Kelsey, so I don't think I'd take Kelsey and Hill. Um, I would definitely wouldn't mind having Chase in my lineup. Uh, Cup has had two good games the both times that he played San Francisco this year. Debo's had great games the two times he's played the Rams this year. He's almost scored, almost scoring 30 on FanDuel in both of his matchups against the Rams. So I'd probably look to having Debo in my lineup. I mean, they'll probably try to game plan around to stopping him, but it doesn't look like they've been successful yet. So. I'd probably ride his hot hand against the Rams. Um, so I'd probably take two of the more expensive wide receivers and then try to get two cheap options for a cheap third wide receiver and a cheap flex. What do you think of Brandon Ayuka at 5,600? He looks like a good value play this week. Definitely a good value, but I'm not going to have him and Debo in my lineup not at the same time. And then, like, like you said already at tight end, I think Travis Kelsey's a lot. If you want cheaper, you could go CJ Uzama against Kansas City. 
Um, last time he faced Kansas City, he only had 32 yards on four catches. But he did look good these last two playoff games. Um, 71 yards against Tennessee and 64 with a touchdown against Las Vegas. Well, so Tyler could, Higby did get two touchdowns against the 49ers their last game they played. So, and you can yeah, he, try and hope that you're getting another touchdown performance out of them. He did have a 20-point game last time he saw San Francisco. So, there's there's a few ways you can go about this lineup this week, even though there's four teams. Um, yeah. For defense, I'm definitely going to go with the Rams. I think the Chiefs defense and the Bengals defense are going to get scored on a lot. And I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to uh, definitely got. I definitely pick uh, one of the defenses out of the Rams 49ers game. You can afford the Rams. That'd probably be the that'd be the smarter way to go. Rams are coming in at forty five hundred, and the 49ers are at forty two. But I think, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna definitely go with the Rams. And we can post the lineup if you like or give our four favorite plays on Twitter. Yeah, we, we can do what we've been doing all year and then post some of our favorite plays. Maybe, maybe we'll post like a single game lineup or something. If you want to post one out of the Rams 49ers, I'll post one out of the uh, Chiefs Bengals. See what we can do out of a single game lineup. All right, that sounds good. So I'm going to go and give my official picks. It's going to be Kansas City minus six and a half. And I'm going to go with L.A. Rams money line. Uh, Even though I think the Chiefs are going to win, I think I would just go ahead and take the Bengals uh, plus seven and a half. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it'll be closer than that. And uh, I'm going to take the Rams money line as well. And then we like we like the over in the Bengals and Chiefs game. I like the under in the Rams 49ers game. Is there any case where you would take the underdogs on both games? Straight money line. I mean, you could throw it in a parlay. Um it's very possible that the it, it it's very possible that the Bengals and 49ers both win too. Um but I'm not betting against my Rams, so I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> I'm, I, if I had to pick one, I'd be more confident in the Bengals winning than the 49ers winning. All right. Fair enough. I was just seeing how confident Jarrett was in uh, in his picks, in the Rams especially. Um, trying to get an looks, unbiased opinion out of a biased host. Yeah, it looks like he's sweating a little bit. He keeps rubbing <laughs> his neck. Uh, I, mean, I don't think – How can you you not sweat the 49ers beating twice this year already? I don't think he knew about the whole Sean McVay being 0-6 versus Shanahan. Yeah, that came out of left field. That's good. Look at his his nostrils all started (laughs) flaring up and everything. I I didn't know about that. But but what? Uh, and your boy Booker with Trent Pitt. And your boy, your boy Booker with Trent Pitt, the Rams too. So that's already another. Hey, one. He, he picked the Rams against the Bucks, and look how that turned out. So I'm, I don't care about that. What is that? One out of like a hundred this year. There you go, right. So, 
But I think that'll do it for our recap on UFC 270 and the divisional playoffs. And I look forward to watching football this weekend. Go Rams. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Unbiased insight. <laughs> Go Rams over here. What are you doing to <laughs> You guys can be unbiased, but this weekend I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> All right. That's we'll why see. he's wearing big. That's why he's wearing them big ass headphones. So there's automatically that little gap. Hey, you see that little Kurt Warner jersey? See that Kurt Warner jersey, there, boy? You don't want to have seen that, huh? <laughs> and you got a blue shirt on. What you trying to hide from? <laughs> no <answer. laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. This week, uh, I'm definitely putting my money on the Rams. But yeah, all right. Well, a lot of other people are too. Oh. A lot of people are putting their money on the Rams. So. We would just like to remind you guys, uh, just go ahead and uh, throw a follow. It won't hurt you. <laughs> throw a follow towards <laughs> our Twitter account. We, uh, we recently got- started up a TikTok account, but there is no content on there just yet. We'll start updating that probably next week if we can. We got our link tree on Twitter as well that has our Spotify link, our YouTube mm-hmm. link, and our Twitter link. So um, go check us out on Twitter. Please drop a follow and comment on our videos with anything you'd like to see in the future.